Mike, turn your games down. Hi, we're going to learn a comic episode of Games My Mom Found. I am Mike Elberton, and who's a blue alien with me tonight? It is Peter Bingham Pankratz. You may know me as the author of The Fifth Civilization and also a frequent guest for the Star Wars episodes. Yes. <laughs> all Star Wars all the time. Right. So we're here for another Star Wars episode. Star Wars Thrawn, the comic adaptation of the first book, also titled Thrawn, written by Timothy Zahn. Comic book is written by... I don't know. <laughs> Where is Jody Hauser. Yes. Jody Hauser. And this is this came out in 2018, and the book that it's based on came out in 2017, which is part of the Thrawn trilogy, which was Timothy Zahn writing his new trilogy that fits into the canon. Right. We talked about in the previous episode about the the, the 90s books, Heir to the Empire, yes. or the 90s comics, etc. But this is the new Thrawn, similar to the old Thrawn, a little bit different, and so it's on. It's close. Yeah. I would say, I mean, this is very much just him starting out and then we're also yeah. missing the other two novels because they didn't get comic adapted 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 right. only covering the first one but <laughs> the first miniseries but this is a good intro to showing thrawn and it's kind of nice where it's also different than what air of the empire did because air of the empire takes place after the empire's you know kind of falling apart and introduces this character this is him how he joins them and it shows him joining like god i want to say it's shortly after events of the sith and the look yeah. of it yeah, it's I mean, that's what the description was. It was sometime between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope. This is set. So. But even on like the first issue cover, you see him standing. Those are they're they're wearing clone armor still. So this is like really close because right. I want to say it's within the first. I watch way too much Star Wars lately, by the way. The first year or two of the Empire is when he phases out the clone troopers. It's pretty quick mm -hmm. because, well, one, Palpatine's an asshole and two, controlling <laughs> <laughs> it's the way they do it and it's very quick as in star wars the bad batch they talk about it and they really show how that happens right and this is so this has got to be very early just by the look of the first cover yeah gotta be early on again i watch way too much star wars. <laughs> yeah and uh as full disclosure mike has seen rebels and uh, i have not seen more than a couple episodes of rebels just because i have gotten around to it and i know theron's a big character so. In season three and four, technically this book ends with the beginning of of season three. So this book ends and then season three of Rebels would start. And that's where Thrawn is first introduced. Yeah. They make a comment of it in the last issue of this of this book. Mm -hmm. They also have a picture of the Rebels, too, an, an incorrect picture, because one of the characters has a face mask that he does not have in season one and two. But hey, oh, man. Come on, people. What are we he doing? He doesn't get here? it. Well, maybe he gets to the end of season two. I can't remember when that when stuff happened that leads to him wearing a face mask when he gets cut. But <laughs> just this cover of seeing Thrawn with long hair and just a bunch of clone soldiers crumpled up at the bottom. It grabbed my attention. I read this back when it came out. I think I read this back in 2018 randomly somewhere, or at least I saw this book while comp book hunting and it got my attention. Yeah, it's a good cover. I, I like it. And I just like, and I also like, it's a much different comic than what I expected. Cause this whole book or miniseries is pretty much like a political drama. Yeah. There's not a ton of action per se. It's kind of, it's the Andor of, uh, of, of comics in that it okay. talks a lot about the inner workings of the Imperials, which I do like to see. Same. I, I'm really into how the Imperials work. Whenever you see Imperial officers, you know, 
trying to one up each other. It's always interesting. I don't know what it is. It must be because they're just, you know, they're just so bloodthirsty with each other. It's kind of funny. It's good. Like, I mean, this one starts off where you have this Imperials are camped on some unknown planet and they're being attacked by somebody, an unknown alien. And you have one one of the ensigns is like, I'm saying that word wrong. I should know how to say it. I've heard it enough on Star Trek. Are they on Chiss? Are they or no? Maybe no, they're not on Chiz. They're on some some other planet. I think in the outer rim because the Chiss are from the unknown region. And Thrawn, at least what right. he tells you when they run into him, is that he was exiled to this planet. Okay, yeah, okay. I read this all in like a blur one, you know, a couple nights ago. So I'm trying <laughs> You're to. You're good, but it it shows you like how creative he is pretty quickly. Like it, it just shows a couple scenes, like one where Thrawn takes a body and stuffs explosives in it, so they take the body back, and the whole camp blows up. <laughs> right. He ties a bomb to a freaking like squirrel and has it run at them, and that kill you know blows up people. Like he's just taking people out left and right, and not even being around. Right. Kind of like a gorilla fighter. A lot with that. Yeah. Or how? And then I mean, and the first way that they're really introduced to him is he takes clone armor, puts it on, and sneaks onto the ship. Right. Yeah. That's good. You know, but you kind of introduction, you know, like all good villains, his plan was to be captured. So, yeah, because, you know, he didn't have a, you know, and he got their yeah. attention by killing people. I mean, and right. to be fair, the Imperials don't give a shit about clone troopers at this point. No. Well, so it also makes sense. He killed clone troopers. They don't give a shit. <laughs> and it make it fit Star Wars at this time perfectly. And I I don't know if that was on purpose or not. There's a guy who's watched way too much Star Wars lately. I'm like, yeah, that's that's correct. Like, they shouldn't care because they don't care about these people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Watch too much Star Wars. <laughs> but I, I just I liked all the politicalness of it. I liked how even in the beginning you have this commander who's like, yeah, sure, we'll take the guy back to Palpatine or whatever. I don't care. Here, Ensign, you're in charge. You translate for him, you know, like, yeah, it's, you know, it just shows you the politics of it. And. I really enjoy politics in Star Wars, as long as it's not the, pre- the prequel movies. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's this. Yeah, I I, I kind of like that stuff in general, just because, you know, it shows you how an empire like that would have to function. You know, there yes. has to be some sort of hierarchy and people, you know, lesser lords or whatever, have their own little little kingdoms at the end at the at their own little outposts. So. It's kind of like what happens in real life, you know? Yeah. It's not Palpatine controlling everything. You know, Palpatine has, like, hundreds and thousands of other people doing his work for him, so. He has to. I mean, we, you know, we right. think about a country, and this is a freaking galactic, you know, empire. <laughs> right. I mean, you're covering, you know, dozens of planets and solar systems. And, or hundreds of, you know, hundreds yeah, of planets. Yeah, hundreds, I want to say dozens, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, all these different planets, and, you know, you think about how many people are on a planet. Like, yeah, you. there's no one way one person could rule something like that. Right. Without help. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, we get I like the character of Instant Vanto. I I think it's Vanto or something. Yeah. His name is Eli Vanto, I see. So they do the Star Wars thing of one real name and one Star Wars name. (laughs) But, yeah, it's he's a good character just because he's not your standard scheming Imperial. He's kind of like he's kind of like a Wesley Crusher type, I guess. Yes. He's just a guy trying to go to work. He's working for the Empire. He doesn't care about he's like, hey, you know, my parents ship, you know, materials they work on a freighter i got this job i just i just want to move up and just work I, you know i don't like and again it makes sense and i right. like seeing people that aren't really evil in the empire right yeah because because you know if you remember even luke wanted to join the empire you yeah. know in a new hope because it was the they were the big big government and so it's like well why wouldn't you want to join the empire especially when all you're doing is moisture farming <laughs> right exactly 
And you can't get power converters from Tashi Station. So, you know, you just, uh, just want to leave. So <laughs> I watched that movie recently, too, again, by the way. I think I think Rise of Skywalker should have ended with a, a post-credit scene where they're like, all right, Mr. Skywalker, your power converters are ready. And then <laughs> just some guy delivers it to Tatooine. It's like, oh, no one's here. It just took 30 years for them to finally. <laughs> that's that's an aside. Well, I'll, I'll mention that again when we talk about Rise of Skywalker. But, <laughs> yeah. uh, but no, I. I, I, when I was on a plane, I rewatched ended up watching New Hope again and Empire Strikes Back while flying. Right. God, I love those movies so much. <laughs> New Hope is a perfect film. It's hard, not... hard to disagree. Hard to disagree. <laughs> like, even Thrawn in this is not really an evil character. He's no. just trying to support the Empire because he thinks, well, the Empire is the law. The Empire is the power. So if you don't have the Empire, you will have chaos. When something else takes over, which is, you know, kind of what heir, the, heir to the Empire is. Yeah, I don't think he's ever been. He's portrayed as a bad guy and he is a bad guy in those books. But, you know, he's never been yes. portrayed as evil. I guess he's kind of like it's kind of like a noble. He's kind of like the noble villain or whatever. You know, the trophy fighting like, for his country, essentially. I hate to you know, I hate to say it, but like there's a there's kind of a trope of like when you have like a movie of World War Two, there's always like the one Nazi guy who's like, oh, I don't support Hitler, but. I'm still fighting for Germany or whatever. You know, that's what that's what he kind of is. Like, he doesn't really care about the emperor or whatever, but he's like, I better do my glory. You know, I got to do what's right for the law and order. So, well, you also find out in this book that he's actually trying to support the Chiss, his his home planet, too. Like, exactly. When he shows up to when they when they capture him and bring him to to Emperor Palpatine and he's telling him, he's like, hey, I want to work for you. You know, and he's like, I can help you and I will be loyal to you. And I love how he mentions Anakin Skywalker. As right. far as I can tell, there is no comic. There is no storyline of him meeting Anakin Skywalker. I think there oh, is something. There's got to be something. I could not figure it out online. Was it not in the Clone Wars? No, he's not in the Clone Wars. Interesting. Uh, then I don't I... know if it's in one of the other books that are written by th- by Timothy Zahn later, but it's one of those little things that really bothered me because I want it not because it like it, it works that even though it's not in this book and, and in this comic it makes it work that he just has a couple brief where he just mentioned Anakin Skywalker and I love how Palpatine's like sadly he did not and it shows the picture of Anakin burning <laughs> yeah well was, at the end we get a nice little reference to that too yeah um, I just like that where he's just like yeah he's dead yeah he's not right over here somewhere <laughs> oh yeah too bad Let's move on to a different subject about the Anakin Skywalker. Yeah. So uh, Thrawn goes to Coruscant. You know, he's taken to Coruscant to meet the Emperor because the Emperor wants to know about the Chiss. And what is he? When does he say? He says something. He says something like, "Oh, I can tell you about the the, the dangerous stuff at the edge of the galaxy, or something like that." Doesn't he? In say the that? unknown regions. In the unknown regions. That's what he says. Yeah. There are lots of things that are dangerous. Out there. So he pretty and, much, you know, moves yeah. the Palpatine enough to to be like. You know, to get him to have him work for him. Yeah, I guess I guess Palpatine's like everyone else. Like he doesn't know much about the Chiss, and they're kind of a mythological race. So like there's there's so many stories and rumors, I guess, about them. So he's like, ah, oh, finally I meet one. We wanna we want you as part of uh, the Empire. That also yeah. fits Palpatine. Yeah, because he is a very you know like he, I feel like he's kind of a curious person in a sense, and you know well, he want he wants to know who the threat is, any threats to him for yeah. one thing. Also, you know, if anybody could be an ally. So there's a race of cunning warriors out there. I'm sure he'd love to see. Are they dangerous or can they be turned to his side? I'm sure that's what is one of his goals. Oh, yeah. And 
worst case scenario, if they don't work, it'll just kill everybody if they don't work for him. So, you know, right. yeah. he's got no problems. But he wants, <laughs> I mean, yeah. that's Palpatine, though, for you. Yeah, I think, you know, he, he's kind of curious. Like, I think there's always been that stories of him having, like, artifacts and, like, collecting things around the galaxy and stuff, like, just to, oh, yeah. because he wants to know everything. He wants to be in charge of everything. So he's he's going to do that. I mean, you see it a lot in the the Darth Vader comic book that really right. shows you, which takes place after episode three, before episode four, yeah. until during this time, that kind of show what Vader is doing at this time. Right, yeah. And why he's not here, and why he can't be here. <laughs> so, But also, like, it shows you Thrawn gets promoted to, I forget right. what rank he gets, but he's put in the military, given an officer rank. And I like how Ensign Vado is telling him very much. He's like, this isn't a, this isn't a, this is meant to disgrace you because you're an alien and you're not, and yeah. also everyone else is human. And I, and I like that because the Empire is racist. Right. They, you know, yeah. they're, what's the right word? Not racist. It would be xenophobic. Xenophobic. Yeah. Or, or racist. Yeah. I guess in the terms of, because they're not a ra- I guess they're a race, but they're different species. So, yeah xenophobic or whatever you'd want to call it. But yeah, they don't they don't like non-humans. You know, it's very rare. And Thrawn was always in the old canon, at least Thrawn was always like one of the very few aliens who ever got into any position of power. Um, yeah, you don't see many. And I think yeah. that's also what's interesting. Like even in like in this back half of this issue. Yeah, it kind of just shows you like what he's doing and how the the cadets are trying to take advantage of him. And it, he's just tricking people. <laughs> <laughs> I've just re- I'm just looking through it. There was one mention of there are a lot of different non-humans in the separatist movement. And oh, yeah. that's why lots of people didn't like that's why the humans didn't like them. That's one of the reasons. OK, that makes perfect sense, because the separatists you have, you have Spider-Man and all sorts of stuff like that. <laughs> right. Yeah. That there literally is a spider guy yeah. who runs one of the military things at one point. So I watch way too much Clone Wars lately, by the way. But yes, <laughs> so <this laughs> there's a good. lot of aliens. Yeah, there's a lot of aliens. So you get the sense that's where some of the Empire stuff comes from. And there still would be a lot of hatred towards the se- towards the Separatists at this point. Right. This is very early. Well, this book starts very early after Clone Wars. So, the, yeah, there's a lot of hatred towards them. Right. I just so, like the stuff you see with Thrawn a lot. And it's like you see him get into a fight and how he's, you know, planning out and be like, hey, don't don't fight. Don't, uh, you know, gold them. Send them off somewhere else and promote them because they'll be better for the Empire. Oh yeah, so yeah, he gets in. He gets in a tussle with gets in tussle with uh, this rival rival cadet or something, and yeah. they they send the guys after him. They're walking through Coruscant. They send some guys to like mug him or attack him or something. And and you know he throws shows us Thrawn cutting by say you know if if um, you know send them to the cadet school. They're very adept, but it's such a secret program that there won't be any official announcement where they're going. But the guy who sent the thugs will be like, oh, three of my guys disappeared for no reason. And he'll be so scared that he won't mess with Thrawn anymore. It's just. Yeah. Timothy Zahn writes Thrawn so good. He's always a step ahead. Yeah. He's a step ahead of everything. And like one thing about this book, it took a little bit of me reading is they have lots of narration by different characters where you can you have to kind of start picking up on the colors. Uh, Gray is usually Ensign Vato. Anytime there's a blue thing next to the, the box, it's Thrawn thinking like it's very creative in how they work this in. Yeah. And, yeah, and that was, Thrawn, yeah, it's Thrawn good. Is, it's good. Yeah. Thrawn is always Go thinking about the Empire. I think that's what's so good about him, too. Yeah. You know, he's just. He's, he's good. <laughs> and then that brings us to issue two. And also, at the beginning of every issue, you have a little thing that says Vanto's log and kind of tells you what, like, it just gives, like, all their mission, their oper- the operatives, and who the characters are. Like, it's just a really cool little start to each thing. I really like that. 
Oh yeah, there's a yeah. Um, I'm trying to scroll this. Okay, yeah. It's just like a little like mi- it looks like a mission objective if you were playing a game. It does. It does. Yeah, very much so. <laughs> and I, I really appreciate that. I also like in issue two. It starts off with you have him on, on in a ship that he's now on part of a ship called Blood Crow, but. He has these three things that he kept. He has part of a hyper hyperdrive ring from a Jedi ship. Two, he has a, a droideka, so a destroyer droid. I think that's what they're called. And then he has two of the popcorn guys. Are they are those popcorn? I forget what they're <laughs> called. I swear they call them popcorn at some point. I don't. I don't make remember. a big number. Buzz droids. That's what they are. Buzz droids. Yeah. And I like it because you honestly don't see a lot of buzz droids. I mean, you see them in Revenge of the Sith, but you yeah. honestly don't see them a lot in Clone Wars. Okay. I don't think I've seen them at all. In the in the five seasons I've watched so far up to this, I only remember not a them, common thing, right? I only remember them as eating. You know, they try to eat Anakin's <laughs> starship or whatever. Yeah, I mean, they were just a cool thing to add into the movie because <laughs> we needed something new. Right, exactly. We gotta sell toys, damn it! <laughs> <So>. <laughs> That's what I always think of when I when I think of Star Wars. We gotta sell toys. We gotta sell toys. <laughs> well, because he made so much fucking money just from the toy sales, so you know. I mean, everything's a toy. Everything's got. Uh, that's part of the fun of Star Wars. As a guy who has two Ahsoka Funko Pops to the left of him, I understand. So. <laughs> and an Andor, by the way, and Obi-Wan. So I understand. Wow. <laughs> Just to the left of me. <laughs> Just to the left? There's more other way places. <laughs> What's to the right of you? Like, uh, you know. Spider-Man, Funko Pops, Wonder Woman. Okay. More Funko oh. Pops. You just have the Star Wars stuff yeah. on your left. Okay, I got it. I have a couple of the Star Wars stuff. I also have uh, one. I bought one of the commandos from Republic Commando, too, because I'm a sucker. So I like Star Wars a lot, in case you didn't know. Oh, I know. A lot, a lot. <laughs> uh, and it's just like, and again, more politics where it shows like him, art, you know, talking with the ensign and, and ensign and the guy's like, hey, you know, the off the, the person in charge now doesn't want you to keep these keep the stuff that you have here, this junk, because the other person, the other commander said yes. So now she's just, you know, taking charge and trying to kick it out because she right because he said yes. And I also like how they talk about a lot with like I didn't think if anything would go on with the buzz right, but the fact that it has a Doomian shell is such an important part of this. Yeah, he's like it's it's highly valued by collectors or something because you can't <laughs> like this model was so this model is so collectible because it has a Doomian shell or something. Yeah, so it's it's very much it's a little bit poking fun at uh, you know people collectors who collect. Yeah, because I think she makes fun of she calls like what do you call a collector? Just an idiot. Or something like that. An idiot with too much money, something like that. <laughs> collectors yeah. are people with more money than brains. Right, yes. <laughs> I, I laugh because I'm a collector, too. <laughs> right. I laughed yeah. at that comic. Times, yes. It's definitely a comic book. It was, it was a little bit meta. It was like, all right, you're reading a comic book, you comic book collector. Well, here, we'll take this, nerds. You have more money than brains. <laughs> it, it made me laugh. That's what But yes, it's funny. And, and like their whole mission in this one is that they're supposed to, like there's some freighter. Again, you can see a new kind of freighter that we never that we've never seen before. And it's transporting some kind of gas. Tri- the Tabana gas, gas. That's from the that's the Cloud City gas. Oh, Tabana. that. OK, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's what that's what they're mining in Cloud City. And they come across. So, it's a derelict freighter. So they're like, what's going on with this? And it you know, is, Thrawn is kind of suspicious about what's here. But and I like how they don't care about the people like his whole thing. Yeah. Is to save because when they get on the ship, they find out they just find one guy is left there and the ship is disabled. And then they tell the rest of the crew to leave or the, the ship that they're part of. I'm like, I'll stay here with a small crew and we'll get the ship, you know, running again and get it back to, you know, wherever it's headed. So we so the so the Imperials get their Tavana gas. Yeah, exactly. And you find out that the one surviving guy that's here is actually a pirate and not part of the crew. And he 
and he ends up pulling a gun on them and capturing them. Yeah, but he, uh, oh, what does he do? Thrawn convinces them not to, uh, you know, he he doesn't, he spares their lives because the other part's like, we should kill them. But, <laughs> Which uh, is smart. Exactly. <laughs> Save a whole lot of trouble for all the rebels in the future, guys, if you just kill him now. Like, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, well. <laughs> I know. <laughs> they don't give a sh- I mean, this is also early em- early Empire, so, I mean, the rebels aren't really around yet. Right, yeah. There's uh, only rumblings of it, such things. <laughs> but I like how, like, his whole thing is, you know, he wants to save the prisoners. You know, when he figures out they're there, like, he ends up talking about how he had a remote control buzz droid with one of his, with his name, ba- his ba- rank badge, and uses it to essentially pop a hole in the ship and just start sucking people out into space. <laughs> I mean, he uses one to escape, and the other one, they're like, oh, what about the other guys? He's like, yeah, they're outside. Right, yeah. <laughs> cut a hole in the wall. They're gone now. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that, because I'm like, well, yeah, that's, that's, I mean, you are in space. And if we it ever does got to the point where we, we space travel, I would be fucking terrified if somebody's cutting a hole in the wall. <laughs> well, I mean, think about it. You're just dead. Well, yeah, you know. You go out there, you ain't coming back in. <laughs> On the mission to Mars, unless you're, a guy gets frozen to space, and that's what put that fear in my head. Uh, Unless you're General Leia Organa and you can fly, so <sighs> I'll never understand that. Never. We'll get to that later. I think. <sighs> never understand the point of that. But I, I got a kick out of how when Thrawn does end up getting back in the ship and he's in trouble for rescuing the people and losing the gas. And again, that fits the Emperor. Like we don't give a shit about these people. What about the gas? Yeah, yeah exactly. We that's extremely valuable cargo. <laughs> it fits the Empire to a like, T. It doesn't matter. Even one tank, even one tank of Tabana gas is worth more than all those people. And then he's like, we're going to suspend you. Dismissed. Okay. But yeah. I like but, he uh, has the, the three they, prisoners. Yeah. They have prisoners. And he just puts them in a room and lets them talk. So that yeah. way they'll essentially rat on their boss without them realizing. Yeah. And he mentions Tarkin too. I like that. That Tarkin's brought up multiple times in this comic. And they know who he is. And their pirates are not, you know, they're not happy to hear the name Tarkin. So. Well, I mean, it, Makes sense. I mean, Tarkin's even in the in the Clone Wars too. I mean, he's right, yeah. around and in, in power for like he's in one episode of the Clone Wars where they rescue <laughs> him. But he ta- he makes a mention to Anakin where he's like, "I'm friends with Palpatine. He'll help. He'll help me make sure I'm you know have a place in the military." And I'm like, <laughs> "He sure will." <laughs> Until you go kablooey. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Plus, it's nice to have more Tarkin references and more stuff about Tarkin because you can't have future stuff about Tarkin anymore. So you gotta you know fill up that past. Yeah, he's an interesting character, too, just because he's like, you know, and he's in the next the next issue, I think. Right. It's the next one you've done. Um, uh, I can't remember the next one, but it's one of them coming up. It's co- it's one of them coming up. Yeah, he's a, just an interesting character just because he's pretty evil. And, you know, he's like the emperor, but doesn't have the force powers or whatever. So, yeah. Anyway, every, and of course, he's a jerk. Everyone's scared of it because he has a reputation for being, you know, merciless. So God, he sure is that. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to destroy a whole planet to proof a point. Right, exactly. And then we're going to destroy more planets for more points. <laughs> oh, I still love the final line. We should retreat in our in our moment of victory. <laughs> oh, boom. I, there you go. Oh, I watched it on the plane. I'm just like, chef's kiss. I just love that fucking scene so much. <laughs> I mean, that's <sighs> the guy's like, be... uh, we got to go. <laughs> we gotta... I mean, yeah, that guy was smart. He was like, we got to get out of here. Uh, we probably should leave. And they're like, nah, they're so arrogant. Not Imperials are arrogant. And, I, and I, I feel like they show Tarkin being arrogant in this, too, as the, as the comic goes on. And right. the end of this issue, after they're both Ensign and Admiral, and, well, not Admiral, yeah, but Thrawn are called in the court. 
they're found not gu- they're found not guilty and you know not fired. But they have a part where like the sen- I don't know if she's a senator or what she is. Or she I don't remember who she is. Oh, A. Demoff Gotti, which is, comes up in this book soon. Oh yeah, and okay. he, she's trying to get him because again she wants to see Thrawn fail. They all do because they don't like an alien coming to power. Right. Yeah. Because they're racist and xenophobic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you know, and they and so she many tries of these. To, yeah. So many of these people were in the Clone Wars. I don't know if Moff Gotti is. I'm. I haven't looked it up. I'm assuming he is because so many of these officers and people in charge are all part of the Clone Wars. Right. Yeah. Sometime I'll have to revisit that. Sh- I'll have to visit that show and begin with. It's tough. Can I just tell you that right now? It, it's good. It has some really good moments, but it it has some bad ones too. Right. Yeah. It's only kiddish in the first like first couple episodes are kiddish and doesn't take long before it becomes it recognizes what it's a war pretty quickly. And then it, it's not kid. It's not that kiddie anymore. But the other issue with Clone Wars is it doesn't take place in chronological order. So have fun. You'd be like, hey, that guy died. Why is he here? <laughs> no, because this is the past. It's annoying sometimes. Right. Yes, I see. Especially if you don't know it going in. Like the first time I watched the show, I didn't know that was a thing. And it really threw me off. Where now I know it's a thing, so it doesn't really bother me. I'm like, yes, I'm aware. But at the time, I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. But that brings us to issue three. Sure. Uh, this cover is okay. It's just thrown in the background, and it shows, oh, God, what, Governor Price, as I know her as, because she's in Rebels. Mm-hmm. So I, that was cool to me to see her and kind of get her backstory, because she is a royal bitch in Rebels. So, And you can see it in here, too. Like I like how you, they show her first on Coruscant, where she's an aide to a governor. Or not governor, aid to a senator. And then it kind of talks about, like, it shows you her past and how she was on planet Lothal. And the government pretty much conned her out of her mind. Her parents conned her parents out of their mind and took it from them. Yeah. Again, the Empire being the Empire. Right, exactly. But this also shows how she meets Thrawn. It shows her talking to... This guy's actually in Andor. Wolf Luaren, the commander of the ISB. Yeah. He's in Andor, oh, I know. too. Yeah, I know the name. And he was, yeah... He was a background character in A New Hope, actually. Oh, he he's is? At, he's at the conference room. Oh. He was the guy in the white uniform in the conference room. He I didn't have any lines, watch. and he was only named, you know, 30 years later or whatever, but, yeah. You know I'm going to watch the movie now again because of that. You said that. <sighs> Just watch the scene, and you'll see him. You'll see him, like, in the background of that conference room. I know what you're talking about, Ashley. I think I noticed it. He's also yeah. a huge person in Clone Wars, working with Anakin and Obi-Wan constantly. See, this is what this is the thing about Star Wars is that some random character who doesn't have any lines will suddenly be a good be like a huge part of the <laughs> thing. Only in Star Wars will that has yep. it ever been a thing. I, I love it though. I really right. do. And I like the fact that now that I watch Andor, I actually care about like, oh the ISB, I know who they are. Where before right. I've been like the ISB, who? <laughs> exactly. I'm sure they've been around before Andor. Yeah. They were a part of the you know, they've been around since the EU or whatever. So in terms of like I was yeah. Didn't know about them. Wasn't until Andor I was introduced to them for the first time, and that's really what did it. Exactly. Yeah. They're like the, I don't know what the, you know, they're like the space, they're like the Empire's SS or whatever, you know, like the, or whatever. Yeah. Gestapo. Wait, God, Gest- I forget. Is Gestapo? Gestapo, Gestapo yeah. Because yeah, the, <laughs> the, if I remember, the SS were the, were the soldiers of Heimrich. The Gestapo were the secret police of, what the fuck was that fat guy's name? The pilot. I can't remember his name. World War II stuff. I know I can picture him, but I can't think of his name. Uh, they all kind of <laughs> see what you did. <laughs> they all kind of blend together. Now you're now you're obsessed with the World War II. Which Nazi was this person? Yes. Well, yeah. Oh, I he mean, was they a were famous German soldier. 
before, and then he went, then he joined the Nazis, and then he piece of shit. But <laughs> what do you think of Hadrich, maybe? Hadrich? No, uh, it's not Hadrich. Hate, oh, man, I know way too much stuff about Nazi Germany and World War II, by the way. I love World clear, War II. I think they were bad. They were terrible people. But if I could, I would love to go to the spot in Russia where Russia finally turned them back and see that like the, they have a monument built there. I would love to see that. I will never go to Russia in my whole lifetime unless something changes. But I would love to see that just because such history right there. Is that the um, monument of the, the like the like the woman with a big sword? Is that what that is? No, it's a bunch of like. Oh, this thing that you the the crosses that you use you stop a tank. It's it's like a bunch of those oh, things, okay. like a statue built a bunch of them to show you this is how far they got before we turned them back. Okay. Someday huh. in my life, I'm going to travel to Europe and see some of the historical spots from World War II, just because I, I have to. Well, I believe where I believe Hitler's bunker is now a boba tea shop in Berlin, so you can you can go there. Hey, I would get that. <laughs> I think oh, there's yes. a plaque, and then you can get a get some tea right next to it or something. I just love history. I really do. I mean, yeah, it's just history. But also the fact, what makes me think of, I mean, the Empire is so much Nazism. Like, when you really you right. can see it in there. I mean, that's what Lucas was going for. Hell, we talked about it when we talked about New Hope, where that last scene right. is a straight up from a Nazi propaganda movie. Right. Yes. Although that was the but, Rebels, do that. Yes. So. But, <laughs> well, maybe Lucas was trying to say something here, too. But, you know, it was just. It's just like it's just it's just in Star Wars. I mean, it's such a reference to them. Hell, they're called stormtroopers for God's sake. Right, exactly. So, That's very true. <laughs> but I like how you see this character uh, Price, where she's just a, a right. senator's aide, and then Moff Gandhi, who kind of becomes a villain in this, ends up framing her and because he sprays her with spice. Right. Yeah. It's it's kind of ludicrous, but it's like <laughs> it oh, is. You can't go to anybody now because you'll see I have the spice on you. So I'll let you wash in my bathroom so then you can go out and deliver this comm chip that is not the same comm chip you gave me. So your boss will be. Yeah. Like you couldn't just color it the same color and she wouldn't know the difference. Like, here's a blue one I gave you. This one is red. Like, you couldn't just paint it blue or something. Come on. Uh, they got to show how evil this person is. You know, got to show how evil Moff Gotti is. But I also like that you kind of see how everybody is corrupt in Coruscant because right. she gets fired from her job. It shows her working at some desk job in Coruscant. And the people she was with at this gathering earlier, she's now with again that are offering her a job to work for this like agency. Yeah, exactly. Or foundation, they call it. And I like that. I yeah. like how you have this random shit going on. You have her training at some martial art place with some alien species I've never seen before. <laughs> yeah, the cat, cat man. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was Strangely like, what the hell is, sexy what? cat man. Yeah, I was like, also, what species is this? I'm like, I need to know because I don't. I watch a lot of Star Wars. I don't recognize the species. He kind of looks like the um, if you've ever, there's that Beauty and the Beast TV series in the 90s with, <laughs> yes. it, with Ron Perlman or whatever. He kind of looks like the Ron Perlman yeah. Beast. <laughs> if you Google that, I, know I don't know if that's what they're, I doubt that's what they were going for, but still, this is also where you have her. She runs into Thrawn again, and it's been. You can kind of tell it's been like months since she met Thrawn or not longer. Right. And then again, Moff Gotti is trying to get her to work for him because he thinks the the organization that she's working for is trying to get stuff on him. So if she doesn't work for him, he'll just have her arrested. He's like, right. who, who, who's going to believe you over me? <laughs> I mean, yeah. So, cr- so I was also thinking in this scene where you see her meeting a Thrawn in a diner. Do you think it's the same diner where Dexter used to work? I mean, or it's Dexter? got that same droid. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought, I was like, God, that scene is so stupid. I think I would not be shocked if they pattern that around the the same droid. Me. And then he's got, but he's got his glasses on and everybody's like, oh, you might think you're a Pantorian. 
which I'm like, oh, interesting. I don't know. I haven't. I don't know what the species is, but he looks like a Pantorian. They're in Clone Wars and Rebels. Yeah. And Bad okay. Batch. I see. I see. That's they're blue. They're just blue with just blue. I think regular looking eyes or yellowish eyes, but they don't. They're not red. They're not red. So like he's he's covered up. So he's like you know see so like Spock wearing a headband to cover his ears up. <laughs> yeah. And the Pantorians would be something that people would know because the Pantorians are part of the Republic Senate also. Right. Exactly. So they're a race that people would be more familiar with. Yeah. And it just would draw too much attention to himself. OK. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Too much fucking Star Wars is in my head, by the way. <laughs> Nothing but Star Wars. So there's a good there's a good scene where he's where Thrawn's like, you know, he's like, well, what can I what is your high government official fear? Are you talking to Price? And he's like, oh, she doesn't he doesn't. She says he doesn't fear anyone. And Thrawn's like, well, who does he hate? Everybody who holds position of power, either fear or hate someone. And that's how you attack them. Find out who they fear. <laughs> I love political Thrawn. I also like how in this he's not really educated yet politically. He's just a yeah. very good tactician. Right. Yeah. So he, he's still kind of he can't really navigate the world of the Imperials because he's still I mean, too new to it all. And they're so bloodthirsty against each other. Yeah, exactly. Which I also, again, is kind of drawn from Nazi Germany. That's what they were, too. They were all fighting for to have the, be the favorite of Hitler, where. If you right. read a lot of Star Wars, you realize everybody's fighting to be the favorite of Palpatine also. Right, exactly. It's very much the same situation here. Only Tarkin might be, you know, he might be the only one who may be, just because he's number three or whatever. Yeah. He's pretty powerful, so he, he doesn't have to really fight too much, but he's always, he knows people are after him too, so. Yeah, like in, in this one, Price runs in, meets meets up with him, and she's, yeah. you know, showing him, like, she's like, Moff God, he want, doesn't trust you, wants information on you, and here's what right. I'm supposed to deliver to you, and, you know, just kind of, you know, tells her their whole, his plan. Yeah. But I like how they mentioned rebels. She's like, the agency wanted this information on you, too. They're rebels. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I it's like a very, that. Very brief reference. Yes. And then, like, it talks a lot about Lothal. I didn't, because rebels, rebels takes place a lot on Lothal. That's okay, the main yeah. planet that the show starts off on. That's that's a planet that Ezra's from, who's one of the main characters. Right. Yeah. So it's kind of cool. You get a lot of references to that. And then this is when she goes back to the the dojo and turns in her friends. And I really can't tell if her friends were actually rebels or she just framed them. I'm not really sure. I mean, I tried to read this twice, but I couldn't like I was like, I just don't. There's know a lot of, really. <laughs> there's a lot of twists and turns. In any case, she's I mean, it just proves how. Proves how she's willing to turn in her friends to get ahead as well. So whether or not they were, you know, rebels or not. And she's <laughs> and like, to be fair, Empire don't care. Yeah, exactly. She's like, oh, I'm, I'm going to be a powerful person. I can help you in a few years, maybe. <laughs> if you're still alive. Yeah. <sighs> well, I mean, Imperial prison is not very friendly, as we've seen. Right, exactly. Yeah. Oh, you didn't get out. You didn't get up for curfew. Oh, electrocute him. He's dead. We'll get a new guy in. Right. Yeah. There's no oh. shortage of prisoners. And then this brings us to issue four. I kind of like this cover. It has Tarkin sitting on a chair and Stormtroopers in the background and Thrawn there on his, at his side. And in the background, of... a Death Star. Oh, I did not catch that. The Death Star. Well, it's it's kind of obscured, but it's like, oh, no, it's the blueprints for the Death Star. Man, it took him so long to build that damn thing. Because, <laughs> again, it, it, I was like as... 40 years. Come on. It's well, it's also referenced in it's referenced throughout Clone Wars, too. And it's referenced in Attack of the Clone. Yeah, I mean, I know what they were doing for that. They wanted, they put in the Attack of the Clones, so they're like, ah, remember that? This is coming up, because I'm sure they, I don't know. I don't have a problem with it Sith. as much as I, as well, I it used just kinda sh Well, it just kind of shows that Palpatine already had a game plan right. way back when everything starts. Yeah. He knows exactly what he's going for, and it 
and in Clone Wars, it really just shows you how he's playing both sides. Yeah, I just and I just find it very amusing. Yeah, he is. He's uh, yeah. But yeah, it comes up later in this. It doesn't. I don't think it comes up in this issue, but in the I last can't. issue, it does come up. Yeah, it definitely comes up in the last issue because one of the things. Oh, in this issue, it it starts off uh, kind of talking about how there's been more riots, or not really riots, but there's been people attacking Imperials more often. There's been more smuggling. Yeah. And it's kind of showing that people and they're, and they're blaming this guy, Night Swan, who you have no idea who he is yet or what this random character just mentioned is. But I like it that it's showing that people are starting to rebel against this government against the empire. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. There's a kind of an undercurrent of tension that like, Oh, maybe we don't have to worry about. It's not just pirates and smugglers. We have to worry about, we have to, might have to worry about actual unrest coming up. Which, again, makes sense. When you're a tyrannical government, you're going to have unrest. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So, so and I, it's I good. don't think this is when Andor's happened yet, because I know the the event in Andor that leads to the whole like, gov- you know, like where you get arrested and you're thrown to prison immediately after that, yeah. after that heist mm-hmm. is in Rebels. And it's mentioned in Rebels, which came out before Andor, which is damn cool, by the way. <laughs> they make a comment about not the heist itself, but they make a comment about the curfew and the way people are being treated. Right. Yeah. Interesting. So it's just one of those things now when you look at like that's kind of the beginning of what starts the rebellion that we know now. But right. Yeah. This is just showing people smuggling. I mean, this most of this issue is just Thrawn being called to some planet because there's a dispute between a human colony and an alien colony. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's like a other human settlers on this alien planet and humans. The humans are raiding the alien parts. um, Pretty much. Because they are. Yeah. They're, they're, they're smuggling yeah. spice, I think, underneath plants. Exactly, yeah. And I like how Thrawn finds out that it's the whole, like, the government is all, like, the city government is the ones that are, you know, behind all this, the city council. Right, yeah, exactly. Another political aspect in it, too. Yeah. And, it's, and then he bl- I like the blows way up their illustrated. land. Yeah, exactly. I like the way it's <laughs> illustrated. It's, like, at night, and it's, like, blue and purple, and it's kind of, it's a kind of nice change from the big colors we've had earlier. just the way the artistry of this issue is i like this 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 whole comic is done really good all the issues are very well done art yeah and they draw Thank- women okay it's not ugly drawn women so yeah thankfully we don't have any of our favorite characters to say oh no leia is drawn very poorly yeah it bothered me so much right yeah i know so upset. <laughs> these are all, these that are all unfamiliar characters yeah but I mean, not- it's just cool to, yeah. to see more Thrawn and Ensign Vato doing, you know, kind of doing their thing to, to bring rest, you know, to bring peace to this planet. But at the same time, Thrawn blows up all the land that was right. that had the spice underneath. And the guys, the aliens like, what, what did you do? He's like, well, if I hadn't done that, then you would have lost some lives. So I just eliminated the source of tension. And then I like how the aliens like, I will I will repeal your act. You know, I will right. take it to court to Coruscant. But it's like nothing's right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and Thrawn's like, all right. No, I mean, it's it's like one of those situations where the law says you can do this, but the law's not on your side. The law doesn't care about what your what your complaint is. Really. Yeah, they don't give a shit. <laughs> and then also one of the things that's mentioned throughout the first three issues is how his assistant never gets promoted. Thrawn keeps right. getting promoted, but that guy just stays an instant. Exactly, yeah. And it's after this mission, when you finally see Thrawn get promoted to, I think it's he, I think he's promoted to Admiral here. Or no, Commodore, not Admiral yet. Yeah, Commodore Thrawn, and then he gets Vanto promoted to Lieutenant, I believe. Lieutenant Commander. Lieutenant Commander, yeah. But there's yeah, a got, really, yeah. there's a really good, like, maybe not, not a spread, but a really good page here where they, they look like they probably just 
took a bunch of the book and combined it into one page where you just see this is where Thrawn gets command of the Chimera, which is the Star Destroyer that he has in Rebels and Ahsoka. I think Chimera. Chimera. It's so cool. Like, and they have little brief images in the scene that I want to know more about where you see a bunch of dead stormtroopers. You see the rebel sign in the background. I'm like, I, and Wookiees like, I want to know what this is. Yeah. It's a great, it's a great, you know, page and you got the emperor's eyes and everything. It's just like, it like, it's like a montage. Yeah. It's probably condensing a couple chapters, a chapter or two of the book. Yeah. You're like, which wacky adventures did they get through in this, in this one page? And then this is where he gets promoted to to add. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. And he's in charge of 96, which comes up in Rebels, because right before you first meet Thrawn, they say, send in the 96. Because okay. they, they make a comment in here, I forget when it is, but they do make a comment about some other Admiral K, I forget what his name was, it's, it's on Lothal right now. And that's the guy who they're fighting in the first two seasons, the Rebels. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, they even said the insurgents on, on, of Lothal are already being dealt with by Admiral Constantine. Okay, let's see what that is. <laughs> And that's exactly what's happening in Rebel Season 1 and 2. So this takes place at that point. So we're two years away from essentially one to two years to when he shows up in Rebels. Okay. Just kind of give you, like, you know, the timeline stuff. Uh, this whole thing is essentially them talking about a roundtable where they're having issues on this one planet. He's yeah. ordered to be at this planet. Or he's ordered to have his fleet at this planet <clears throat> while this other guy is also trying to take out Rebels on this on this baton or something it's called. And then Thrawn gets into a, another ship and flies off somewhere else to deal with something. Yeah, him and, him and Vanta. Well, he doesn't want, he doesn't think they should, uh, what is he, what is he, what I'm trying to think. Uh, so he doesn't want, he doesn't think they should attack this place, you know, all the way. But um, they want it done. Or he doesn't want it done so rashly. So he's like, yeah, they're like, the Admiral says, you have to go to this planet regardless. And, or he, you got your starter story has to go. And Thrawn says, well, it said our starter store has to go, but not we didn't say we have to go. So him and Vanto take uh, a ship uh, to do a clandestine kind of side mission or uh, to do their own little thing at this at this baton. And yeah, the ship they he, take. Yeah. Oh, go it's on. Just a, this is just a regular freighter. But because he wants to he even tells me, like, hey, you know, I, I want to get more information on this planet. They're like, no, no, no. Just go now. We don't want to wait. It makes right, the yeah. it'll make the Empire look bad. Right. Exactly. Yeah, that's what it is. So he doesn't <laughs> want it to be shows. rashly, but yeah, which it fits the Empire's acting rash. I can believe it. Yeah, they they were mad that someone stood up to them. And so now they're now they're acting rashly. And Thrawn's like, well, you should be calculated. You shouldn't just act rashly. And I the ship they actually is... take, uh, it's the same. It's the same ship as the Outrider Dash Rendar ship. <laughs> yep. They don't they don't make a point of it, but it definitely is. I like that little touch. I was thinking, I'm like, wait, that's the out. I'm like, that's Dash Rendar's ship. Right. They I couldn't they remember never, the name didn't... of the ship. Yeah, they never say it, but yeah. But I knew it. I like. I, I'm like Shadows of the Empire. Hey, that's the is that the only Shadows of the Empire reference we've gotten so far in in current canon. No, I think we got uh, another reference. There haven't been many, as far as I know. You know, man, I I want them to make a canon version of Shadows of the Empire. Just make a make a cartoon movie about it. I think people would love that. Make a two hour cartoon movie with you know you could have Mark Hamill come back or whatever. I don't know. You know. There, there is a comic book that takes place now in Star Wars between episodes five and episode six. That's currently going. Okay, so interesting. I would okay. love a Shadow of the Empire because that's when it takes place, right? Between the two. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I would to... love if they did like a mini series of it or something, but who knows? Someday, maybe. Bring, bring back Dash Rendar. Make him canon. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, make Mara Jade canon too. Damn it! I yeah, really want well, Mara Jade to be canon. You know, 
they've CGI'd, uh, they've done a deep fake of Mark Hamill, so anything's possible now. They could have, make him a love interest when he's on the planet training the Jedi. Or I mean, honestly, I wish they would have just recasted him and have some other actor and hire him and just film a whole bunch of stuff, and then I get what I want, and I'll be happy. I don't need to be Mark Hamill. Their lookalike would be fun. <laughs> Chris Pratt could play a Luke Skywalker. <laughs> no, he shouldn't. That was just a joke. Yeah, he plays everybody else. He did at one point. God. I used to like that guy, and then he was like, he's in just too many movies. I'm like, nope, I'm done with you. Yeah, he's been oversaturated. Uh, then issue five starts off. That's when you see the Dash Render ship, but also you see the Star Destroyer with the other Admiral that's attacking. Yeah. He's getting gets shot by a cannon. They didn't know that. They didn't know the Rebels had a turbo. Yeah, it has an ion cannon, and then it has a turbo laser. And they're like, we didn't even know. It's a good thing we were on that ship because, you know, like I said, I didn't want us to ask rashly, and we acted rashly, and all of a sudden it's being shot at by turbo lasers. So. <laughs> and we're losing. Right, exactly. So it shows that Thrawn is the better, he's the smarter man here. Oh, yeah, a lot of the Imperials are dumb fucks. Right, exactly. Which, so <laughs> so they... I did like seeing the ship, and this is where Thrawn has and has Vato disguise himself as an Imperial with a bullet with a bullet hole, essentially, and, gets on, and then ends up going on the ship while Thrawn is off doing his own thing, and it turns out that the guy who Night yeah. Swan is is actually the guy that raided the ship in issue two. Right, yeah. Signy, a.k.a. Night Swan, yes. So he recognizes. But, yeah. Which was part of Thrawn's plan, so that way he would he would believe the surprise on right. Vontel's face, because he honestly was surprised. So like any good, like any good protagonist, villain, or whatever, he's, you know, Thrawn is two steps ahead of the plan, you know. Everything that, everything that happens is like, oh, he knew it was going to happen, but he just didn't know quite how it all fell together. So he he knew that this guy was Night Swan, or he suspected it, so that's why he had this whole charade going on. But yeah, I like it. Yeah. Where again he they use the button they use the the plaque having like, you know, more than one meaning where it, it's right. act, it's connected to some bomb that gets set off. Right, yeah. Which causes a big hubbub. And so they flee on another <laughs> ship. So him and Vanto. Uh, and then we lose the we lose Dash from our ship. Right, yeah, well They'll be back. I swear that ship they get onto looks familiar too, but I, I don't know what it's called. But I recognize it, that ship. It looks like a B wing, honestly. But I don't. It it's does. not a B wing. It's not. No B wings in the current canon don't exist yet. It, I know it looks like one though. It's not. It is yeah. not. But I don't no, know what. Yeah. The B wings actually have their origin in current canon in the Rebel show. There's a whole episode where. Oh, really? They go to some guy that's making the B-Wing prototype, and they get his ship, and then the Rebels then are able to start making more. Oh, that's cool. So, I know you like the B-Wing. I always remember that as a kid. You were a fan of the B-Wing. Yeah, it's my favorite Starfire, because, you know, it's so weird looking. <laughs> so, I'll have to watch that, at least. At least to watch that episode, yeah. It's a good episode. It's in season one, I... Or maybe... No, I think it's two. Yeah, it's two. Okay. Season two. But yeah, I can I can find the episode and tell you which one to watch. But yeah, it shows all the whole origin of the B wing and how it can take. I mean, it's made to break blockade. That's why I call the B wing because it's the blockade runner. Ah, uh, I see. Because it has more power than other other ships. Right. Okay. And it fucks the hell out of the Imperials. But it was just cool. Like you're right. It does really look at that. And this is when you have an hologram. What you get to see all the time in Star Wars of the admirals arguing with Thrawn and each other because that fucker's losing. <laughs> and Thrawn. This is where I think Thrawn said. You know, my ship's there. I'm just not. Or maybe, he. You no, know, I think, no, this is when he comes back and he tells him, I do have info about how do I want to attack Bataan. Right. Yeah. And this is then where they decide that Governor Price will go down to Lothal, cause her, or not Lothal, whatever this planet is, because her parents yeah. are down there. And to try, she'll use that to get in 
and get information. Well, she says get information about, you know, and try to take out their shield when she really just wants to get her parents out, which again, I like how she's selfish too. Like she doesn't give a shit about, in this case, about the empire. She just wants to save her parents. Right. Yeah. Gives her some humanity, I guess, but <laughs> not, <Yeah. laughs> she is not a good, not a good person, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> if you ever watch rebels, she is not good. Right. Right. <laughs> she is a bad, bad person. But I, I like that, how they sent her down with some other ISB agent. And she pretty much, tur- she turns on him at one point. Well, she tricks him and goes back to the house to rescue her parents and leaves him be. And then when he realizes it, no, it's not until issue six, he realizes it. But we'll get to that shortly. But yeah, it shows her go down the- to the planet and meet with the rebels. And I like how you- even her parents aren't really like for the Empire. They're like, this governor is corrupted, like everybody else in the Empire. Yeah. They're not wrong. <laughs> I mean, the Empire is completely corrupt. I mean, the Republic was corrupt, too, though. It's weird. Almost that Lucas was trying to say that governments are corrupt <sighs> and taxes are bad. Will no one listen? And yeah, stop taxation the tra- of the trade routes. <laughs> Jeez. <sighs> anyway, I think it's just, yeah, it just shows that. And then it shows Thrawn makes a essentially makes a phone call to Night Swan and says yeah. he wants to meet him face to face. And that in that office that he's sitting in the Chimera with the background of the two, mm-hmm. like, where alien things in the ball. That's also yeah. in Rebels. That's straight from Rebels. Is that some alien art? Because I know he likes to collect alien art and stuff. I think so, yes. He mentions yeah. it in here. They really go on about it in Rebels, where when you see his office in Rebels, you see all the different art he collects. Yeah. It's a, so. you know, it's a good character trait. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. And then this brings us to issue six, which <laughs> I like this cover. Thrawn in the center, Palpatine on the right, Vader in the left, and then a couple different Star Destroyers. Yeah, it's it's kind of cool. It, it's it would get my attention in a comic book store. And then this is where you have Thrawn meets with Night Swan and they're talking and they're talking about how the Empire is going after all this Dunium or whatever it's called. I don't know how to pronounce that word. Dunium. Dunium. Yes, that's right. Dunium. But uh, this is when this is when they talk about the Death Star, too, where he talked because Night Swan, the rebel is talking about how they're hearing about that the Empire is building something. Right. Yeah, And they're using the Dunium for it. If If I'm not mistaken, that's what they were using it for. Yeah. What's building. the reason they're getting That's all fair. this duty? Yeah. But they also use in Star Destroyer, who they mentioned, but they're using way more than normal. And then this yeah. is when he he also tells like his whole backstory to this guy, how he was found on a planet, but it really he wasn't really abandoned or exiled. He was actually there to learn Imperial ship so he could study the Empire. Yeah. He's like, I went to make it seem like <laughs> it was a year, but I was only there a couple months or whatever. Just to, so, yeah, he fooled the em- he fooled the Empire then. It makes me want more about the Chiss because so far, yeah. I, mean, I think they're probably in the in the novel, but in anything that I've watched or consume, I have not seen them again. Yeah, I don't think they're discussed very much in anything. Well, I could be wrong. I have I could be wrong. They're probably in the Thrawn novels. They do talk I'm, more, yeah, about them at least in the original Timothy Zahn novels. They do, but we don't think we see many, if any, other members of their species in the original stuff. We did in air in air the Empire of those three. I don't. We did not. Yeah, yeah. Didn't Thrawn die by the end of the three books? Yeah, he got stabbed by his bodyguards by one of his. Okay, it's a whole big thing. That's, I don't think it's been they, a while. He had like bodyguards that were like force. They worshipped uh, the Sith. Okay. Um, but I don't think that's part of the new canon. At least I haven't it's seen not. it. Yeah. No, there's it's none of that. Silly. He doesn't have any any of that and he has no salacious no whatever the hell that monster was he has wrapped around his neck in the book yeah it's not which is shown up yet because that was a fun thing where he you got the sense that he he knew about the forest and he used those things to protect him from the forest because he knew it was dangerous but i haven't seen any of that mentioned at all so 
but that was a nice touch for me. So I'm I'm disappointed they haven't continued that. But no, not yet. I'm hey, the Thrawn stuff isn't done yet. So no, it's <laughs> not done. I know. <laughs> Season one of Ahsoka is all done, and uh, it's still going. Let's just say that <laughs> there will be more Thrawn. Right. And this is in in the book when Governor Price is trying to get her family out. The the agent comes back and wants to murder them, and then she kills him. Yeah. <laughs> And says, oh, he didn't come back. I don't know where he is. Uh, and like how I think Night, I think when Night Swan and Thrawn are talking, he pretty much says that like, oh, Night Swan makes comment like, even if I, you know, even these people didn't have me as leader, they're still going to rebel. Yeah, that's true. And yeah, and they blow up the yeah. entire base. I think it was. Yeah, yes. Okay, yeah, they blow up the entire base. And I like how you have Governor Price being, again, a shithead person where someone's like, hey, you know, you got any ideas? She just shoots him <laughs> when her parents <laughs> turn around. Yeah, she's, uh, cold. she's like, I don't know what happened. He got trapped. No, but you can't tell by the bullet hole in him. Like, hmm, wait a second, the blaster. <laughs> but let's see what else. There isn't a whole lot more. I know that you have thrown on There's the a ship. Fight. There's a star fight with the uh, Tie Fighters and things. Oh, when the rebel, like some of the rebels, yeah. show up to attack. Yeah, but uh, but they had uh, you know they had Tie Fighters hidden. Oh yeah, because he brings in the other ships and tricks them, and then right. starts blowing up everything. Concealed inside the repair barges, that's where they were. And it kind of destroys the rebels or the insurgents, I guess, is there you know, at this point. Yeah, it would be rebels because also at this point, because this is right before rebels, rebels mentions in the show, which takes place at this point, it's already happening season one, two, probably one, is that there are other rebel forces that are starting to take shape. Yeah. Which brings more to Andor, too, where we see that also. Mm-hmm. And again, you see more of Governor Price being, you know, not good where some stormtroopers like, hey, there's a we found the agent. He's been sh-, and then she blows up the entire place. <laughs> she's always blowing things up in this. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, she's she makes some she's always she blowing stuff in Rebels, too. <sighs> but I think this is where she says that she'll work with Thrawn because she can help with the political stuff. That might have been earlier, but that's kind of what she's. Oh, yeah. Notice where she says you need me because I can help you, you know, with the political bumps. Yeah, there'll be lots and of I, bumps. Yeah, I love the page here where she's talking about the rebels on Lothal. Yeah, you kind of uh, see it's a good it's a good image. And you see the rebel lion. It kind of looks like a rebel Alliance logo. It's like a Phoenix type thing mm-hmm. in the background. That's that's Sabine's logo. OK, the, there you go. It, it's just so cool. I mean, it's because it. Yeah, and it also kind of, you know, connects this because this is showing right before he's going to be called there to go and take care of them. Also, at this point, if you watch Rebels, they've already killed a couple of Inquisitors. They've already killed an Inquisitor. They've already fought Vader once. Like, they've done a lot of shit up to this point and caused a lot of trouble. I see. So, it's so good. So good. But yeah, no, the way that they're drawn, the two guys on the left, that is not early Rebels. (laughs) That's season three and on Rebels. Mm, Okay. He has shorter hair. Which he cuts his hair, and the guy has the mask on. So those are both later. That's both season three. All right. And then you see Thrawn goes to okay, goes to Palpatine and meets Vader for the first time, and then gets promoted to Grand Admiral. Well, yeah, this is where he, uh, where he's, you know, where he talks about he met Anakin Skywalker earlier, but now he's like, oh, I'm pleased we finally met Darth Vader. It's, he doesn't know at this point, but I right. do know in the canon he does figure out that Anakin is Vader. Yeah. That wouldn't surprise me because he's he's like the smartest Imperial. So, of course, he would figure that out. So. I think it has to do from what I was reading because I didn't read the other books and it's somewhere else. It has to do with the way Vader talked to the stormtroopers versus how Anakin talked to the clone troopers. I see. He picked up on things. Yeah. Plus, I mean, you know, no surprise Palpatine lying. So, hey, 
Right, exactly. And then well, the very last yeah. page shows the outer rim and Vonto is in charge of some ship and he's meeting with another Chiss. Yeah, Admiral Admiral Chiss Events Fleet. And uh, you get the sense that Vonto is going to become like a liaison to the Chiss or something. Yeah, and I really want more. I don't think and there still- is more. Am I not? Am I wrong? Uh, is there more to this or? I don't know. That's the I end of this, this comic series. That's the end of the first book. But I think there's two more books. If if there is, okay. I haven't looked into it too much, but um, let me see. Let me just check. Oh, followed by Thrawn Alliances. Okay, okay, there are more books. Yeah, and I, I really want to. Re- I don't read, unfortunately, very much. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like I have a really good book called Fist Civilization that I need to finish reading, and I'm in the final part. And I still haven't finished it, even though I enjoy it. I also don't know where that cop the book went. Moment, yeah, I but. heard that. Uh, heard that's a really good book. They should really make that into a movie or, or <laughs> HBO series. Actually. Something. It is good though, by the way. Like all jokes aside, it actually is a really good book, Peter. So you did a oh, good job. Thank you. Yes. It's not that I don't like it. I I really enjoy it. I just don't read. And even when I read, like I can get sucked into it for like thirty minutes and just keep reading. But right. It's easier to read a comic book. I will grant you that. It's over quickly and it has lots of good images in it. You know. <laughs> too. That's and I so, talk yeah. about it. Yeah, I, um, I read. Right. That's very true. But yeah, there are there are there are two more books. It looks like yeah. So Thrawn treason. Thrawn alliances. Thrawn treason. Um, I'm very curious about them now, especially. Unfortunately, there is no comic adapt- adaptation. Yeah, maybe maybe someday. Although it's been it's been like five or six years at this point. So I don't know if they'll get around to it ever. I'm but. assuming this didn't sell enough to make them want to care. And I guess Alliances takes place after the events of Rebel season three. And also, OK, and it also tells you about the Clone Wars and how he met Anakin Skywalker. OK, that's right. where you get that information about. OK, yeah. They had they had to talk about that at some point. I'm sure they, I, I really just wanted, wanted to know that because it's not in the Clone Wars. But also, there's a few storylines in the Clone Wars that never happen. Uh, there's Asajj Ventress's story is never wrapped up in the Clone Wars itself. It's wrapped up in a novel from an arc that was supposed to be in the Clone Wars. But when they canceled the show the first time, they never uh, did it. So then they made a book instead. And when the show came back, they couldn't finish it. Essentially, oh, it's already okay. been I see. There's stuff like that. If you ever watch Clone Wars, you get the season five was the original ending of Clone Wars. And there's a lot of unfinished arts at that point. Oh, OK. Because it I wasn't see. ready to be done. They just Cartoon Network had enough. I'm seeing how expensive this is. I just looked it up. Oh, OK. It just came out in trade paperback in August of 2023. OK, so it's not too expensive. For the second one or the third one? This or the the comic, I think. Oh, it looks like the this comic that we just read Oh, new printing. Maybe not. I don't know how to I don't know how to okay. parse Amazon stuff, but it looks like it's not too expensive to find if you really wanted to. OK, if you want I kind of do, because I'm actually going to a convention that Timothy Zahn is going to be at soon. So, oh, I've seen him once, but I never had any, I didn't have anything for him to sign. Now, if I had an heir to the empire, he'd be signing that in a heartbeat. Yes, I'm so. sure he signed a number of those. Yeah, but yes. that would be fun. I'm trying to see. OK, first printing. Man, those heir to the empire trades. Uh, those uh-huh. are going for a lot. I'm I'm glad I picked them up for you a long time ago, but oh yeah, they're not cheap at all anymore. No, they're not. This and one re-re- looks re-released, so yeah. Why would why would Disney re-release those? So yeah. that'd be smart to make money. <laughs> That's a whole other thing. I was just looking at a. There was some viral thing on Twitter going around about the changes to Star Wars, and everyone was talking about how Disney should release the unaltered original trilogy on Blu-ray, and it's like, well, why wouldn't <laughs> they do it at this point? It just makes me what? sad that. We'll get it the day George Lucas is dead. I think that's likely, which may be a while. So, yes, but I feel like the day he dies, all of a sudden be announced. 
Like, I think that's the reason why it hasn't happened, because I think in the I feel like it had to be in the contract. He's like, excuse me, but you cannot release the original cut till I am getting in the grave. Uh, I want the Jedi Rock song to be played at my funeral. And then, so I want the little. So I, I, I could see that being a thing where he's like, no, you could not release that. People want it. I'm one of them. I, lo- I would love to see the originals. Yeah. Just to see. In high definition, I guess, is what we want. We. Yes. We don't want to see like the laser just transfer or whatever, you know, whatever. We've got. <laughs> anyway, they were just going about like, why isn't Disney doing it? And people had nobody had answers. Everyone had their own opinion about why it was being held up. But just like that in the holiday special, we'll never see the holiday special probably until he's dead. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <sighs> yeah. You don't need to see the holiday special. Go listen to our episode where we bitched about it, but you don't need to. <laughs> Good God. You don't need to see it. But it's Star Wars. People would buy it on DVD if they released it officially. People would buy it. Oh, guaranteed. If I'm one showed, of them. If they put that on Disney Plus, they would get numbers, a huge numbers that they'd never seen before on Disney Plus. They would have the service would shut down for so many people would be streaming it. <laughs> They'd be like, oh, my God, what the hell is this bullshit? Right, exactly. <sighs> All right, we should go to shelf stacker box for this Thrawn comic. And I'll go first. I'm going to put this in the stack. It held my attention. I I wanted more action in my comic, but I did enjoy a good political comic. So, but it's going to stack. But I did enjoy it. I read it almost twice. I didn't finish the last issue on my second reading. <laughs> yeah, I just didn't feel like. It. But it's still good. It's it's a good book. Uh, what about you? I put in the stack too. I'm past the age where I really have nostalgia for Star Wars stuff. I only have fond feelings for stuff I read, you know, 20 years ago. So I read it. It was good. I might not. Probably won't read it again. It was a lot of politics, a lot of talking, not as much action. And while I generally do like that, you know, it's not as strong a reread for me. But Thrawn's a good character, and I do love seeing the inner workings of Imperials. So it's worthwhile if you like Thrawn character or any of the Star Wars comics in general. So take a look at it. Yeah, definitely. And it adds a little bit more context for Rebels and Ahsoka. Like, you know, knowing more about a character that is probably going to be a big part of Star Wars coming up. So, yeah, because I think they have a lot planned for Thrawn in the in the coming years. Well, that's good. It's he should be used more because out of all the old of all the characters in canon, old canon, he's the one that people needed to see. So I'm glad they're using him. I am, too. Makes me very excited for Ahsoka season two. Although they could have Dash Rendar fight Grand Admiral Thrawn in the next season of Ahsoka. So. I want Dash Render to show up so bad. <laughs> he could be played by Chris Pratt. I mean, it's perfect. <laughs> you know, it actually would look like it kind of does look like him. <laughs> yes. Oh, it see? could work, actually. See, we're giving Disney people ideas. Disney, if you're listening. He's unfortunately, he's still Star-Lord. At the end of Guardians 3, they're like, he's coming back at some point. Yeah, Star-Lord is Dash Rendar, in my opinion. So yeah. <laughs> it's like, he's kind of the same character, but. It's not that far off from each other. <laughs> Uh, anyway, if you, if you enjoyed this episode, there's over 500 other episodes of this podcast on Podbean. We've done tons of Star Wars content. You will see some of it because I can't fit all of it anymore in the show notes in the show notes below you. So definitely go click that. Otherwise, go on Podbean, type in Star Wars. You will find everything we've done to Star Wars. It's got to be over like 30, 40 episodes at this point, I feel like. So go check out all that. If you want to support the show, we do have Patreon. A little diary vote in our Patreon polls. We have one every month. You can go see that, too, and help support the show. Uh, we have a Discord. You can join our Discord, chat with us, and help affect the show, and just chat with us, talk about the show. So please go do that. You'll see the link in the show notes to that. I uh, want to give a shout-out to Helena. She created our awesome intro and outro. 
Uh, also, if you need another podcast to listen to, I have two others I want to recommend. A Gamer Looks at 40 that Bill Tucker has been on the show many times. And also check out Nomads of Fantasy. Right? And please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Threads, Blue Sky, and YouTube. Audio only, but we are on YouTube too. So please rate, review us, subscribe wherever you are, wherever you get your podcast. Please help us out. Thank you. <laughs> and we will see you next time. Bye, everybody. Bye.